The Temple Fuel podcast is designed to provide inspiration, motivation, and a safe space for the woman trying to navigate through life's changes while on the way to her God-given destiny. My hope is that you leave each episode a little less tired and more inspired. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Temple Fuel Podcast. If you are new around here, I'm your host, Monica. If you're not new, again, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Second episode of August. Hope you guys are doing good. Hope summer is going good. Um, August is flying by. I don't know if you feel the same, but yeah, August is is flying. Um, I hope, though, that you're having a great month. Um, I just hope you're having a good month. I really do. Um, August is, is flying. Summer is wrapping up. I don't know who's ready for fall. You know, I don't know who prefers summer. I prefer the sun. Um, I do like fall, but I'm not ready for gloomy days just yet. So I'm kind of torn this year. Fall is my season, um, but, you know, summer is just it's hot, hot, you know, but I want the sun. I want the sun. So I, I'm a little torn, you know what I mean? But the stores, they putting all the fall stuff out. So either way, they're going to force us to get ready for the movie. Right, get ready for the shift. You know it's coming. This is how it goes. You know, so get ready. But um, anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. Keep your foot on the gas. Like that, that episode is still so relevant. Um, if you did not hear it, please go back after this episode. I think it's like ten minutes, twelve minutes, something like that. Listen to it. It will encourage you. Um, it will bless you. It will inspire you. Um, it will motivate you. All the things. You know, I'm here to help us. Literally, keep our foot on the gas in this season so i wanted to jump on and give you guys today's episode second episode of august i hope that i'm excited i want to give it give this to you guys um further encouragement to help you keep on going uh revelation that god has just been giving me and i wanted to share it with you guys so today's episode is all it takes is one move from god all it takes is one move from God. I'm going to say it again. All it takes is one move from God. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this. You really don't need me to explain it. Um, I'm going to give you some examples in the Bible, but I bet you guys have experienced God moving. Just one move, one change, one letter, one call, one knock on the door, one no, one yes, one go around the corner and it changes everything. That's why I had to keep repeating that title. All it takes is one move from God. One. So let's go ahead. If you can, if you're not driving or you're not preoccupied, grab your Bible. Let's go to 1 Kings 18.38, New Living Translation. If you're new, we do scripture around here because you don't have to believe anything I'm talking about. But I don't give you scripture. And even then, I would advise you to, you know, get some, you know, a reading, uh, a reading life <laughs> about yourself so that you can go back and read it for yourself. You're going to want to do that um, because you never just want to listen to any person. You know, you want to have a, a, a Bible study. You know, you want to study the Bible and get study um, for yourself and revelation for yourself. However, that's not what we're talking about today. So if you can, let's go to 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18. I'm going to read it if you can't grab it. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah, the prophet, walked up to the altar and prayed. Oh, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourselves. 
immediately we're going to go to the next verse which is uh 38 that was 36 and 37 immediately the fire of the lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull the wood the stones and the dust it even licked up all the water in the trench that was first kings 18 36 through 38 and i'm gonna give you a little bit of background brief background about this chapter and what it means so god used the prophet elijah um if you're not familiar you know go back to first kings um and read go back to first kings and read um but god used the prophet elijah to declare this drought for three years in samaria because of the idolatry and the evil you know happening under the land in the land under king ahab after three years God sends Elijah to King Ahab to declare rain will be coming and to turn away and to you know warn the people to turn away from their idolatry it was a warning each person was to prepare their altar as we read the prophets of Baal did their ritual and, and I'm paraphrasing this so you'd have to go back and read to get the full context so the prophets of Baal is what they're called in the Bible did their ritualistic moves you know they were doing all kind of uh, crazy things you know the scripture says you know they were cutting themselves yelling <laughs> and it even says you know that Elijah was even mocking them uh, then the scripture talks about Elijah creating the altar very specifically very very specific details I'm just paraphrasing everything and simply you know praying to to God and God moved immediately as you can see God moved immediately I wanted to start with reading it because as you can see it says literally immediately first Kings 18 and 38 immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull all, all that Elijah had to do was pray before God and immediately it wasn't he prayed and he had to wait you know seven minutes it wasn't that he prayed and, they, and, and he had to go lay down and the next day something changed immediately God moved and I, I I really could stop right there I, I mean I hope you guys are following me I know I feel like I'm moving a little fast but it, it don't it don't take a lot y'all it really don't take a lot I'm gonna give you another example I'm not gonna go into a whole bunch of detail about this one so another example is Daniel Daniel in the lion's den and then Daniel Hananiah Mishael and Azariah thrown into the fire it didn't take God long God allowed them to allow them to come out of that fire allowed them to come out of that allow Daniel to come out of that den untouched all it takes is one move from God so I want to I want to introduce to you a couple points um you know a couple points as far as you know us waiting on God you know how we should wait uh just some encouragement on on you know waiting on God and God moving so the first point is you still have to be in alignment this isn't really tips this is just some points I want you to think about you still have to be in alignment to receive the promises of God you still have to be in alignment and as I was as God gave me this point he brought me to uh, Ephesians 2 and 9 where it says salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it um, you know we're saved by grace through faith not by works and this scripture a lot of times we hear people quote this scripture and it's true there though everything in the word is true however the context is talking about salvation being saved by grace the point that we're making here is you have to be in alignment to receive the promises of God. God saved you by grace when you believed. You can't take credit for any of that. It's a gift from God and that's salvation. However, in order to receive the promises of God, promises, things that he said you would have, you know, uh, um, just using the example of land, houses, cars, um, you know, it can be material things. It can be, you know, I can give so many examples in order to achieve that you have to be in alignment 
to receive the promises of God. You know, you don't, you can't, there's nothing that you can do for salvation. It's already been given to us. It's given to us. We're saved by grace. We're saved because we believe, you know, it's by the grace of God, you know, that we're given this gift. There's nothing that we can do. However, in order to receive those promises, those other promises that God has given us, you have to be in alignment. This isn't essentially a conversation of salvation. That is, that's already, you can't earn salvation. However, to receive promises from God, things that he said you shall have, you have to be in alignment. You know, think about the prophet Jeremiah. You know, I haven't expected it and I know the plans I have for you. However, if the prophet Jeremiah did not yield to what God wanted him to do, he would have never, you know, yes, you know, he went through a lot, but he would have never seen any of those promises. You know, the same for Joseph, you know, thinking about a lot of the same for Daniel, you know, and others in the Bible, the same for Elijah, the same for Elijah, you know, God has had promises for these individuals, just like he has promises for us. However, if we are not in alignment, how are we going to receive those promises? The conversation is not a question of salvation. That's something that we're already been given to us. It's nothing, you know, it's not a reward for anything that we could do. That's talking about salvation. However, the promises of God, things that God has for us, that expected end, we have to be in alignment in order to receive those. Point number two that I want to give you is that God cannot lie. If he promised he was going to come through for you, he will come through. What is our title and our topic? All it takes is one move from God. We've seen that with Elijah. All it takes is one, one move from God. But as you see, Elijah still had to be in alignment. There were still some things that had to take place. He had to do some things. He probably was tired a little bit. He might have been a little hot. You know, I'm sure the, the temperature was 100 plus degrees. You know, being in that, that desert area, I'm sure he was hot. You know, however, all it takes is one move from God. All it takes is one move. But you have to be in alignment in order for that move to happen. But I want you to be encouraged that all it takes is one move. It doesn't have to take this, 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 and this. It can be steps, you know, however, it doesn't have to. All it takes is one move. All it takes is for God to blow in your direction, blow on your situation, knock on the door, tell some, you know, lay it on somebody's heart to make a phone call to you. All it takes is for God to say, go around the corner, stop, you know, don't go. All it takes, I hope y'all getting it. I'm not going to make this real deep because it don't need to be, is one move from God. One move. One move. Daniel has some prerequisites. Do this. Do that. Don't eat the king's wine. Don't eat the, the lavish meals. Eat the fruits. Eat the vegetables. You know, do this. Do that. Pray. Go and pray. Pray and look to Jerusalem. Pray, you know, do what I told you to do. But as you can see, these individuals were in alignment to receive the promise. I hope you with me. God cannot lie. That's point number two. If he promised he was going to come through for you, he will come through. Numbers 23 and 19 to back that up. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And it brings us back to what I asked in the beginning. I'm sure that we all have been through situations where God, all it took was one move and he changed your situation. It could be a medical situation for yourself. It could be a medical situation for someone in your family. You know, it could be financial. It could be school. It could be for your children. It could be at work. It could be, oh my gosh, just walking down the street at the grocery store, you know, counting money. Do I have enough for these groceries? Do I have enough for this gas? You know, whatever it is, I need a loan. I need a grant. Whatever it is, I'm sure you can talk to some situations that you have been in, no matter how old you are, how young you are, your color, your age, whatever that 
all it took was one move from God and it changed the whole situation. You went from happy to sad. You went from I ain't sure to more than sure to singing the praises of God. You went from gleeful to, you know, you went from, from sad to gleeful. All it took was one move from God. Point three, trust the plan of God for your life. Stay before the Lord. Trust is cultivated out of relationship. And that's a point I want to make. And that's why you, you, it's important to go back and read, go back and read first Kings, you know, 18, go back and read just first Kings, go back and read Daniel. Listen, or I should say, listen, if you're listening to the Bible, however, read too. I like to pair my reading with listen. I like to do both. I like to read first and listen. If you like to listen first and read, go for it. However you like to do it. My point being is go back and examine the character of Daniel. Go back and for the, the sake of this episode and the two that we're talking about today, and there's many in the other, in the Bible, many others in the Bible, go back and examine the character of Daniel. Go back and examine the character of Elijah. Elijah. Go back and, and examine their character and how they conducted themselves. They had they had a life of consecration. They slightly had a life of solitude. They had a life, though, specifically of consecration. The consecration varied in things that they did. And part of it was what they ate. Part of it was what they drank. Part of it is how much they prayed. Part of it is how they prayed. That's a life of consecration. And they had a re and that life of consecration allowed them to have a relationship with God. It was close. You can't see me, but it's like, you know how they, how you put your, 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 uh, middle finger over your ring finger, your ring finger over your middle finger. Like we tight, tight that symbol of like, you ain't no, ain't no loose bond here. You know, this is a tight knot. That is the kind of relationship that Elijah and Daniel had with God. They, but they also lived a, con a life of consecration to have that relationship. You can't be involved in everything and do everything and expect to have a life of consecration. Now, what that looks like for you in this season could look like X, Y, and Z. You know, we, we, I'm not going down a list of those things. However, there, may, there was a life of consecration in these two individuals that allowed them to have a relationship, which in point built their trust in God. I don't believe that Elijah would have went out there and, you know, built the brook with the wall. You know, it was elaborate. All the things, you know, the built that altar, did what he did if he didn't think God was going to come through. You know, and it's another point to that, but we're going to stay on topic. I don't believe that Elijah would have went out there if he didn't trust God. To, to come through for him. I don't believe that Daniel, you know, would have, have, you know, lived a life of consecration and, you know, did what he did, you know, and it stood bold and stood firmly and was willing to stand up, you know, for what he believed if he did not believe that God was going to come through. He might have wondered, well, when or if, and maybe he thought, well, maybe God will come through and I'll, you know, I won't make it and I'll see him in peace. Either way, he trusted God. And that came from having a relationship, which having a relationship, we've been talking about relationship. You know, however, that came from a life of consecration. You know what I mean? It came from a life of consecration. It, it, it reminds me, you know, even in the natural people, if you want to be with me, there are some prerequisites. You know, there's prerequisites. Men should have them and women. You know, there's some standard. Hey, you know, whatever that looks like, those are conversations you have with your significant other. You know, and it's the same with God. There's prerequisites. That's consecration. It's the same thing. You know, there's some prerequisites. You know, if you want to be with me, you want to be around me. Some things, you know, don't bring that unholiness. Don't bring, don't be bring that defiled stuff around me. You know, because it's going to taint the relationship. It's going to affect the relationship. So, 
I pray that you guys are feeling encouraged. Um, I hope you understand that all it takes is one move from God. You still have to be in alignment to receive his promises, which is point one. Point two, God cannot lie. If he promised he's going to come through for you, he will come through. We may not always understand how he's going to come through. It may not be how we expected or predicted because we get in our minds sometimes, okay, it must is going to happen like this. You know, it, maybe we don't necessarily care how it is going to happen some of us ain't obsessed with it we just think we know and we don't always know like we think we know <laughs> how god is going to do it so that's why we have our plan we create our plan and we submit it to him so understand he's going to come through for you for you if you are his he's going to come through he said he has an expected end for jeremiah he has an expected end for us if he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb if he knew if he knows the very heads the very hairs on our head why would we think that he doesn't know what he's going to do for us why would we think that he's not going to come through we get tangled up in our faith and thinking we know how he's going to come through and all we need to be concerned with is all it takes is one move remind yourself all it takes is one move from god all it takes is one gust of wind all it takes is one call all it takes is one no because i know we that that we get that 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 connotation around no being bad however sometimes we need the no because we we don't know which way to go we don't know what answer to give all it takes is one move from God. And then point number three, trust the plan of God for your life. Stay before the Lord. Trust is cultivating the relationship. Keep that life of consecration, whatever God is calling you to do. I'm not talking about people's examples. I'm talking about what God is calling you to do. And if you're saying, I don't know what God's calling me to do, mom, because they're telling me this, they're telling me that. Have you spent time with him? How do I spend time with him? I have a prayer life. I have a fasting life. I read my word. I don't know how to do that. You got to get up under, you know, you got to connect in ways where you can learn and you can be taught. However, you don't rely on just what you're being taught. You go back and you ask God for revelation. You read your word. You ask him for insight and I can speak calmly and boldly about it because I do it. I've had to do it. I've had to do it. And I've done it and I will continue to do it. It's nothing wrong with it. This is our relationship with God. And it's our job to cultivate that relationship. It's no one else's job. It's not our, It's not pastor's job. It's not, you know, bishop's job. It's not minister's job. It's not evangelist's job. It's not of their jobs. It's not 100% their jobs, I should say. They play a part in our growth, but it's not all of their job. If we care about this relationship, we will put something into it. So trust God, guys. Trust God. I want you to know all it takes is one move from God. One move from God. One prayer from, you know, one move of God. All Elijah had to do was be obedient. All Elijah had to do was pray. All Elijah had to do was be in, in where God told him to be. He could have copped out. He could have got scared and not did any of it. And then they wouldn't have been able to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God wouldn't have been able to get the glory. One move from God. Daniel could have copped out. He could have said lions. Then he could have had a panic attack when they started to close that that uh, that rock over the cave. He could have had a full-fledged panic attack. Now, I, it doesn't say anywhere where he fell out or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, one move from God. One move from God can change everything. One move from God. Stay in alignment to receive the promises, guys. Remember that God is not a man that he shall lie. He's going to come through and trust the plan of God for your life. All it takes is one move from God. Say it with me. All it takes 
is one move from God. I love you guys. If this episode encouraged you, blessed you, share it with someone. Make sure you subscribe and I will see you guys later.